the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let us pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we declare our love to you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to be a light to the world. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us to speak to Jewish people about the good news. We thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing God and that we are blessed to serve you. So, Lord, let us truly be disciples of you. Let us do the very things that you would want us to do. Let us hear and obey. Let this day and this week magnify your holy name, lift up your name so that you will draw people to you. We bless you, thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, you know, last week we were in the middle of talking about Jewish people, culture, and their faith, and we want you to be uh, more confident when you share that you're knowing a little bit more about who you're sharing with when you're sharing with Jewish people. And I, I should mention that we do have these resources for you, Sharing God's Word from the Hebrew Bible, which also includes the, the most uh, difficult questions that you'll probably get from Jewish people. All you have to do is email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I'll send you this and, and some history uh, information on, on the church and Jewish people, which we're going to go over today. Uh, I'm going to send you uh, how to approach Jewish people and some of the prophecies that are important to know. So uh, just email me or call the office at 813-831-5673 and ask for Karen. She'll be happy to email you this information. Um, I just pray that you'll find this uh, program valuable and worth supporting. Please, if you wouldn't mind sending us a gift uh, either a one-time gift or a monthly gift. Again, same phone number, call 813-831-5673 or reach me at rabbi at org. Well, 
We uh, had some really interesting uh, thoughts last week on Jewish people, and we went over their culture, their their faith, uh, and, you know, we talked about even the fact that you would expect all Jewish people to be so strongly supportive of Israel that they would be upset with President Obama. But that is not the case. Most Jewish people are very for President Obama, supportive of him, and uh, so you have to be careful. If you want to talk about homosexuality with a Jewish person, you're not going to share your faith because they're going to shut you down in a second. If you want to talk about pro-life with a Jewish person, you might as well forget it because I'd say 90% are pro-choice. So you have to know who you're talking to so that you can major on the majors. And when you share your faith, you're not going to get into a trap where they're going to say you have lost credibility because you believe a certain way. So I just want you to be prepared and to know that when you are sharing with Jewish people, uh, it is more than likely that they will not know the Bible. They'll know some of the stories, but they will not know the Bible. So they might not even believe that the Bible is God's word. So be careful, be smart, know how to do this. We're, over the coming weeks, we're going to talk about how to share with people who don't believe in anything. Don't believe in God. Don't believe in the Bible. But today, we're going to focus a little more on the history of the church from a Jewish perspective. So in 153, after Yeshua, Justin Martyr charged the Jews with murdering God. Yep, that's correct. And we know that uh, Christum of Constantinople... Uh, in in the 300s, preached, it's incumbent on all Christians to hate Jews. Augustine of Hippo, in 354 to 430 is when he lived, teaches that Jews are to be despised by the church, to be treated like Cain. Then, of course, you're familiar with the Crusades uh, in 1099, um, on the way to Jerusalem, while um, the crusaders were trying to rescue Israel, so to speak, the land, uh, they went and burned down the great synagogue with Jewish people in it. And they sang as they marched around the synagogue, Christ, we adore thee. Okay, anybody getting upset yet? King Richard the Lionhearted in 1189 expels all Jews from England. Church Council in 1266, Jews shall not live side by side with Christians. Spanish Inquisition, 1492, all Jews expelled following many thousands killed in an effort to force Jews to convert. Martin Luther, in the 1500s, wrote and preached against the Jews. And he said, we ought not suffer them or bear them any longer. But we'll get back to him in a moment. 
the Russian Orthodox Church in the 1900s regarding the Jewish problem. One-third should be forced to convert. One-third should be starved by removing their lands, and the remaining one-third should be expelled. Germany, 1930s and 40s, Nazis used Martin Luther's anti-Jewish materials to justify the policy of extermination of the Jews. And if you don't believe that, we're going to get to that in a minute. Please stay with me. Look, though all anti-Semitism is anti-God, many so-called and famous Christians have been associated with this evil. And I believe that's why we have to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and act against anti-Semitism. For me, the latest anti-Semitism came a couple months ago when the Pope came out and said that they would no longer try to convert Jewish people or speak to them about the gospel. To me, that is the height of political correctness and anti-Semitism. Because what you're saying is that the Jews have another way when Scripture clearly says that there is only one way, and that is through Yeshua. So if you're not going to tell the Jews about Yeshua, you are, in, in a sense, condemning them to a life that is not with the Lord. So I see that as anti-Semitism. Look, we see biblical anti-Semitism in Exodus with the story of Pharaoh in Egypt. We see uh, in Esther, um, we see Haman and his plan to get rid of the Jewish people. And we see Herod in Matthew 2 destroying the Jewish children. And of course, Satan in Revelation 12, he's the ultimate of an uh, anti-Semite. And it's really important to understand that this is all from a a spiritual thing, because if Satan can get rid of the Jewish people, in a sense, he makes God a liar because uh, God has promised so many things in the future to the Jews that they would stay a nation before him as long as there's a sun and a moon and stars. But the thing that's most grievous to my heart is when somebody who is a great man, and a great man like Martin Luther, who was undoubtedly a great man of God, but at some point something happened. We can call it, well, I'm not going to call it anything. I'm just going to read to you from his book called The Jews and Their Lies. Hold on to your chair. Okay. What shall we Christians do with this rejected and condemned people, the Jews? Since they live among us, we dare not tolerate their conduct. Now that we are aware of their lying and reviling and blaspheming. Vengeance, a thousand times worse than we could wish them, already has them by the throat. I shall give you my sincere advice. First, set fire to their synagogues, schools, and bury and cover with dirt whatever will not burn, so that no man will ever see a stone or cinder of them. 
This is to be done in honor of our Lord and of Christendom so that God might see that we are Christians and do not condone or knowingly tolerate such public lying, cursing, and blaspheming of his son and of his Christians. You ready for the others? That's only the first one. Number two, I advise that their houses be razed and destroyed. Number three, I advise that all their prayer books and Talmudic writings in which such idolatry, lies, cursing, and blaspheme are taught by taking from them. Number four, I advise that their rabbis be forbidden to teach, henceforth on pain of loss of life and limb. Five, I advise that safe conduct on the highways be abolished completely for the Jews, for they have no business in the countryside, since they are not lords, officials, tradesmen, or the like. Let them stay at home. Sixth, I advise that usury be prohibited to them, and that all cash and treasure of silver and gold be taken from them and put aside for safe keeping. Seventh, I commend putting a flail, an axe, a hoe, a spade, or a spindle into the hands of young, strong Jews and Jewesses, and letting them earn their bread in the sweat of their brow, as was imposed on the children of Adam. Or in other words, let's put them into slave labor like we did in Egypt with Pharaoh. Now, I got to tell you that most of you probably who are Christians have not heard that yet. And I know that it's hard to believe because... Uh, we know the good things about Martin Luther. And in the, in the beginning of his life, he was very pro-Jewish. But when he saw that, uh, or it is said that when he saw that he could not bring Jewish people to know Yeshua as their Messiah, he turned against them and then started writing towards the end of his life this hateful stuff, which Hitler quoted in order to say why he wanted to get rid of the Jews which were the major problem. You know, we see that all over. We saw that in Russia with the pogroms. If you saw Fiddler on the Roof, that's another example of how it worked historically. And and the, one of the reasons that this country has uh, been such a blessing to Jewish people is that for the most part, though there's anti-Semitism, it isn't by the state or it hasn't been yet, <laughs> but uh, but it isn't by the state. It's you know there's certainly people who are anti-Semitic, but you know there are going to be bad people everywhere, and w- that's not a big deal. You know you can get over that kind of stuff. It's it's when the entire country uh, says that you are bad because you're Jewish. That's a whole other thing. So this history, I know, is not taught in the churches. It's also not taught in the synagogues. I never knew about this growing up as a Jewish person. I never learned this at all. However, I did growing up know that it was important for me to be Jewish. Now, I, again, I had no idea of this kind of, of, of 
things, these things that were written. But now that I do know, I can see, or, you know, Jewish people, again, aren't taught this, but, but somehow inside they know that it's sort of us against the world, <laughs> Jewish people against the world. So let, let's switch topics because we can't stay on this, right? Wouldn't you agree? Let's talk about, okay, how do you share your faith with a Jewish person? How do you approach a Jewish person? How, how, how do you break down the walls that are there? Do you realize that when a Jewish person hears the word Christ, there are two things they think of. One is not Jewish and, you know, anti-Semitism. And the second thing they think of is a swear word. Probably Jewish people use Christ more than Christians use Christ. But Jewish people use Christ for a swear word. And that's just the way it is. My dad did that all the time. He used to say, Jesus Christ, you know, but he didn't mean it in a good way. So how do you approach people who feel this way? Well, the number one thing you have to do, I believe, and the number one thing really you have to do with anybody is create a relationship of love and trust. That is the number one thing. This is what's going to tear down the walls. Israel is beginning to trust the Christian community because they see that in this century, Christianity and Christians are Israel's best friend, true Christians. And so when we see different organizations rising up to bless Israel, now look, we also see churches that are rising up against Israel. And, and, but let's not focus on the negative. Let's focus on the positive. And the positive is that certainly Israel is seeing that Christians at many levels, are their friends. So we need to, number one, create a relationship of love and trust. Number two, if you have a friend or a family me- uh, member or a uh, uh, whoever you'd like to share with, it is my opinion that you have to know who you are sharing with before you share. Now, look, Uh, When you go out on the street and you meet something and you have 10 seconds to share, that's a whole different thing. But if you know somebody and you've developed that relationship of love and trust, the next thing to do is find out about their beliefs. So you have to ask a series of questions which will give you an understanding of who you're talking about. You want to know if you're talking to somebody who's religious, who believes in God and the Bible, or somebody who's an atheist and doesn't believe in anything. Doesn't that make sense? Because you'll act differently for different people. So you might say, if this is your friend or a neighbor, do you go to synagogue? Or what do you believe? Teach me about what you as a Jew believes. Or tell me what do Jewish people believe about heaven? Or do you believe that the Bible is God's word? So give me an understanding of what you believe. 
And there's so many other questions. Do you celebrate Hanukkah? Do you celebrate Rosh Hashanah? Do you celebrate Passover? Um, Why are these things important? You know, try and say, I'm, I'm trying to learn more about Judaism because I know it's the foundation of the Christian faith. So I'm trying to understand. Teach me. Speak to me. You know, that kind of thing. Now, the third thing is once you have been able to do that, you might want to ask questions about Jewish tradition, like, will your children be bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah? You know, and um, you might ask, you know, I uh, saw a a Passover Seder at my church, and, and they they had these three matzah, and they broke the middle one and hid it away and redeemed it at the end of the Seder. Why do they do that? Can you tell me? See, it is important to ask and, and create that, uh, you know, because most Jewish people will not know. And so that's when they can come to you and find out about their Jewishness. I know that sounds funny. So then what you do is you say, look, um, I was reading the Bible. This is the Jewish part of the Bible, not the New Covenant. And I was reading Isaiah 53, and I was really curious, how does somebody like you, since this is your Bible, who is this talking about in Isaiah 3? Who is the suffering servant? What does it mean that all of us have sinned and gone astray and, and that the sins will be uh, upon put upon this, this servant for us? I mean, what, what does all this mean? Explain it to me. Or explain to me in Genesis one twenty six. When it refers to us and it says, who will go for us? I, I, I thought Jewish people believe that there's only one God. Why is God saying us? Now, I also believe there's only one God. But what, what is your understanding of why do they say us? And even the word Elohim is plural, which means God. Why is that? So you understand, it's not about telling what you believe. It's about asking what they believe. That way you can develop trust with them and you can go further. Now, you can discuss, if you would like, uh, areas of interest. But as I said, be careful because the social issues, uh, Jewish people are extremely liberal. And if you're not that way, they are, they're not going to want to talk to you afterwards. And uh, so you might want to discuss um, where did a Jewish star come from or where did the menorah come from or something like that. You might want to discuss different symbols of Judaism. Look, whenever you are trying to share with somebody that you either know in some way and have a relationship with some in some way, you have to remember what it says in Matthew. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Don't argue. Don't take offense. But rather find out 
and understand and then just fill in the gaps fill in the gaps of the where they don't understand just offer it up to them okay well my we're we have no time left <laughs> wow uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to continue talking about this next week. Uh, we're not finished with sharing with Jewish people. There's a lot more to do. Uh, can I just say this? May you have a heart like the heart of Messiah. And I pray that I will hear from you this week and speak to you next week. Let's pray. Abba, Father. Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.